This is the Brazil Institute podcast, brought to you by the Wilson Center. I'm your host, Anya Prusa. Today, we are joined by Fernando Kutz. He's a global fellow at the Wilson Center, an expert in U.S. foreign policy in Latin America. We discuss the impact of the coronavirus on Brazil, the country's response, and what it could mean for Brazil's relationship with the United States and China. Well, Fernando, thank you so much for joining us on the Brazil Institute podcast today. Thank you very much for having me, Anya. So the coronavirus is first and foremost a public health crisis in Brazil and around the world, but we know that there's going to be economic and political fallout. What do you make of the growing political isolation of President Bolsonaro, even as his ministers, the National Congress, and state governors are taking action? Yeah, it's it, there's no doubt that there will be ramifications to uh, to the actions that President Bolsonaro is uh, taking right now. Uh, first and foremost, it, it's it's a real um, uh, tragedy from a public health perspective uh, to be receiving mixed messages. Um, when, when you think about uh, the amount of Brazilians who are relying on their uh, their leadership and their their public officials to uh, to guide them through this crisis, uh, you know, folks who who you know of course lack the public health education that most of us lack, uh, but on top of that, uh, there there are a lot of folks in Brazil who you know lack uh, some basic education and and will really kind of uh, look to leadership to tell them what to do. Uh, and you have the vast majority of leaders uh, in the country, from uh, city and local officials in most uh, municipalities to state government officials, certainly most governors in, in the country, uh, to the ministers uh, around the, the, the federal government, um, guiding them in the right direction. Uh, but then at the top, the very top, uh, of course, with all the attention and publicity that that generates, uh, you have a president who's sending a very mixed uh, message on, on how, how seriously to take this what actions to take. Um, and, and unfortunately, again, first and foremost, I think that could be a, a real humanitarian uh, problem for, for the country and hopefully not a crisis, but, uh, but certainly not a positive step. Um, as far as the economic consequences of, of his decision making, uh, I think you know, the, the more isolated that President Bolsonaro makes himself, uh, and, and he certainly appears to be moving in the direction of isolation, not away from it, uh, the, the more challenging it will be for him to uh, carry a whole lot of weight when he speaks um, uh, on behalf of the country later on uh, and does try to kickstart the economy again. And that, that means that when he uh, goes to the World Bank or the IMF, uh, when he goes to bilateral uh, meetings with other heads of state throughout the region and throughout the world, uh, and um, even domestically as he engages with business leaders to try to convince them to uh, invest and double down in Brazil uh, or to bring in foreign direct investment, uh, when there isn't a whole lot of uh, stability in your government, when there isn't a whole lot of faith that you will um, uh, you know, necessarily even stay in your position. Uh, we've, and we've seen this, especially with Brazil, uh, time and again, right, with, with uh, Dilma, mm -hmm. uh, most recently also with Temer, um, if, if Bolsonaro puts himself in that position now, you know, barely uh, a year and a half into his administration, well, that's, that, that sets up a, a long and a prolonged, unnecessarily prolonged period of economic recovery for a country that uh, simply can't afford it. Now, I know President Bolsonaro and President Trump have spoken recently, um, and of course they had dinner back in early March shortly after many of Bolsonaro's delegation actually tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, the mayor of Miami did as well, and, and several other people who were present. 
What do you think of their personal relationship right now? Where does it stand? Well, I, I don't know that President Trump necessarily uh, blames President Bolsonaro for, for anything specifically. Uh, I think it would uh, there could have very well been some sort of personal strain in the relationship had President Trump uh, or somebody that's very close to President Trump, including all of his family members who were also present at that dinner at Mar-a-Lago, uh, if they had personally um, you know, uh, gotten COVID-19 from the, one of those interactions. Now, given that they all walked away without it, uh, I think he's, he's kind of fine. And in, in a way, um, I think President Trump, uh, while he has actually been more responsible than President Bolsonaro as far as how much he's listened to his um, uh, you know, cabinet members and public health officials here in the country, uh, I think he, he, he certainly showed and he certainly has uh, some of the very similar tendencies as President Bolsonaro as far as playing down the, the importance of the virus, playing down the, uh, the effectiveness of social or the need for, for kind of the social isolation uh, and wanting to business to be rebooted as quickly as possible. So I imagine that he's looking down at Brazil, uh, you know, and he's looking uh, down in Mexico and seeing AMLO do some, some similar uh, things. Um, and, and I imagine he kind of uh, feels compelled to defend them. Uh, and, and feels like they are um, uh, similarly minded in that sense. And do you think Bolsonaro has been looking to President Trump for cues on how to respond, or is this simply the fact that both leaders have very similar political styles? At first, I actually thought that President Bolsonaro was leading to uh, lo- looking to President Trump uh, to, to kind of lead on this, and then he was kind of taking his cues from President Trump. Uh, it certainly appeared that way, and it tracks with uh, President Bolsonaro's, I think, general style and, and, and the way that he makes a lot of uh, key policy decisions in Brazil. Um, having said that, uh, since that time, uh, we've seen the two take a very different turn. You know, President Trump uh, did, um, you know, in, in, in his defense here, uh, he did after a while, but, but after kind of seeing enough numbers and enough charts that seemed to scare him, uh, he, he changed his tune. And he did start to take this, the virus a lot more seriously, and he did start to uh, um, warn the public in much more somber terms to, to stay home and to do their part and to uh, follow guidelines and, and uh, all of that. Whereas President Bolsonaro never took that, ter- uh, that turn. He never kind of uh, came around and, and started to act in a more responsible way. Uh, he, to, to this day, is still fighting in court for the right to uh, go against the governors and and shut down, you know, decide when Brazil should shut down, or in the in the case of what he wants, you know, decide that Brazil shouldn't be allowed to shut down. That no state has that right. Uh, he's still battling his ministers, including his minister of health, um, and and what he should or shouldn't be saying, you know, and and again fighting for things to just reopen and be normal. Uh, I think just as recently as a few days ago, he called this just a little flu, you know, yet again. So. Um, so, so you've seen them, in fact, take uh, quite a bit of a divergent path more recently. And while I think Bolsonaro is doing what uh, what President Trump uh, kind of almost wishes he could do, uh, I think President Trump is actually being a little bit more responsible, and, and perhaps it's more political uh, in, in the sense that President Trump faces a re-election fight this year. You know, in just a few months, President Bolsonaro has a few years still ahead of him, uh, but but still, uh, they they have taken quite different paths more recently. That's a very interesting point about the elections. 
I wonder, has there been any discussions of cooperation on the coronavirus effort between President Bolsonaro and President Trump, or between the two governments more broadly? You know, at, at the top level, I haven't seen it. Um, I, I think the United States is very focused uh, internally, uh, domestically right now on, on trying to address the crisis and, and resolve it as, as quickly as, as we can domestically so that um, uh, our population, you know, can benefit from it. Now, I, I, I think that there are lower level components of the U.S. government that surely uh, will be working quietly and behind the scenes um, with with uh, assistance to other countries. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they're at the technical level, you know, there are scientists and doctors and public health officials from the Centers for Disease Control, for example, or the uh, Health and Human Services Agency uh, or, or other locations uh, within the U.S. government that are uh, actively trying to collaborate on this, you know, with um, with uh, Brazil and, and certainly probably with many other countries in the world. Um, having said that, again, at, at a top level, at a political level, uh, I don't think that uh, the United States is actively engaged with Brazil on this. And, and I think, you know, again, to to uh, to be fair, I, I don't think the United States is necessarily actively engaged on this in a political level with with you know, most any other country in the world. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's a missed opportunity for the United States to to not engage, to be focused domestically? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. I, I, I Yes, I completely agree. Um, you know, the, the United States has for a very long time uh, uh, tried to kind of talk the talk of, uh, of caring about uh, many countries in the world, but particularly the, the, the Western Hemisphere, the, you know, the Latin American countries, that, that we claim to be kind of our region, that we claim to be, um, you know, a, a key uh, neighborhood for us that we that we uh, value and care so much about. Um, when when other countries, other regional or global powers have kind of try uh, sometimes come uh, toward the United uh, toward this region of the world, um, the United States will oftentimes kind of try to back them off, right? And that can be Russia, that can be China. Uh, that could be other countries where we kind of try to assert uh, that this is our region. This is a region that we take care of, that we uh, work closely with, that we, um, you know, consider to be our friends and allies and neighbors. Um, and and yet, you know, I think the, the, that friendships and alliances and, and uh, being a good neighbor, uh, that's easy to do when times are uh, I think it, it's in times of crisis, it's when times are tough. That uh, that you really find out who your friend and who your good neighbor is. Uh, right now, we're we're in a time of crisis for the whole world, uh, and and certainly there's no country in the world, including in Latin America, that uh, I think wouldn't benefit from from greater assistance and collaboration uh, with other countries in the world. Now, I, I understand that the United States needs to take care of its population, and of course, that's that's the priority domestically here. But uh, I think we have enough capacity in our government to, to do both, to, to be taking care of ourselves and our population, while also um, not necessarily even increasing aid, but, but at least sharing uh, some of the best practices and some of the scientific advances that we might be making here. So uh, if we don't take advantage of the situation to uh, be a good neighbor and to, to show that we're actual friends and allies, not just uh, kind of uh, that we say these things when times are easy, uh, then I think other countries in the world uh, could jump in uh, and, uh, and and take this opportunity themselves. And and that will be, I think, long remembered uh, because, again, in times of crisis is when I think people really uh, find out who their friends and who their uh, uh, allies really are.
I think China has been one of the countries that, that everyone has been watching in Latin America as a potential rival to U.S. influence in the region. Um, and certainly we're seeing China now starting to offer some sort of aid uh, through donating masks and other medical supplies. Do you think that this crisis is going to change Brazil's relationship with China in any meaningful way? Well, I, yes, I think the Chinese uh, took a very proactive public relations approach to this crisis. Uh, in part, it's because uh, they, they could, you know, the crisis had, uh, by the time the, the majority of the world uh, started really feeling it, uh, China had, had really caught, crossed to that curve quite a bit and uh, was almost starting to get back into normal times for them. So they, they had a little bit more wiggle room. Uh, I think in, in part, uh, it's also because of the perception that, that exists um, amongst, uh, you know, some, some folks in the world that uh, this emerged in China and therefore you know, the Chinese are somewhat to blame because they didn't do enough. And uh, again, whether or not you agree with that, I think the Chinese are worried about that perception being out there and uh, trying to also kind of go above and beyond to some extent. But, but I think in part, it's also just kind of savviness in, of PR. Uh, some of the reports I've seen from Brazil is that uh, a lot of the uh, goods and, and, and um, uh, you know, services that the Chinese pledged or, or offered in very public ways uh, have yet to be delivered. Uh, and that's causing a lot of frustration at the government of Brazil's level. And, and they're quickly finding that um, some of the, the items that they thought they could purchase from China by the government of China that they would be allowed to purchase, uh, they're actually getting outbidded on, and, and the Chinese are backing off from purchase orders and, and sending them to Europe or the United States or other places. So um, again, I think the, the PR that China has engaged on here has been very effective, and it's, uh, it's going to be remembered uh, because uh, I think most people just remember the messaging that came out of this, not necessarily the fact that those uh, you know, masks or, or ventilators or, or uh, whatever other needs existed never actually showed up to Brazil. Uh, but it, it does show once again what China is. Uh, they're they're an economic player, uh, and uh, their interests oftentimes go to the highest bid. Um, and uh, you know they they oftentimes will make some very big promises and not necessarily uh, fully live up to to what they they claim. Well, Fernando, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope to have you back again soon and maybe talk about a lighter subject next time. The Brazil Institute podcast is produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. To learn more, visit our website, www.wilsoncenter.org Brazil. Until next time, thanks for listening.